Welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast with Carla Unseth, a linguistic consultant for missionaries working in Bible translation. We invite you to visit us at www.bridgetogodsword.org to learn more about Carla's ministry. Now, here's linguistic consultant Carla Unseth. Hi, this is Carla Unseth with Building a Bridge to God's Word. Last time on the podcast, we started talking about some key biblical terms. And last time we talked specifically about the word glory. And we said that glory is the description of the significance, holiness, and beauty of a person. And it can be either abstract or it can be sort of a physical manifestation of those things. So this week, I wanted to talk about another key biblical term, and that is the word grace. And I actually think grace is a word that we understand fairly well because we do use it a lot, but it might still be something that's kind of hard to define and actually is kind of hard to find a word for in translation as we are talking in other languages. What word do we use for grace? So you've probably heard this definition. It's kind of a Christian-y definition, and it helps us to distinguish between the words grace and mercy. So that is that mercy is not getting what you do deserve, and grace is getting what you don't deserve. So that is a helpful definition, and I actually do find myself sometimes repeating it, especially in translation. You know, sometimes when you're translating and you're looking at all these words and thinking really in depth about what they mean, you can start to kind of lose yourself. Now, what am I talking about again here? So this is a nice definition that you can kind of just pull out and be like, oh, yes, okay, grace, getting what you don't deserve. So it helps me to sort of orient myself. But another interesting thing about translation and the word grace is that there's a particular translation that we use in French called the parole de vie. And in the parole de vie, the word grace is translated using the word love, or of course in French, that's the word amour. So the reason behind this is that the parole de vie is intended to be a very simple translation. So it uses a very limited vocabulary. It avoids words that are strictly religious, and it's aimed at people who speak French as a second or third language. So this translation, it's actually kind of a stopgap for people who don't have a version of the Bible in their own language and don't have a strong grasp of French. So this way, there is a translation that they still have access to. So that's really good, and I appreciate the Parole de Vie for that. They do a good job of being a faithful translation while also trying to be very easy. But I never really liked this translation of the word grace with amour or love. I really think that grace is more than just love. So then the question is, what does grace mean? So let's look back right away at the Greek and Hebrew words that are translated grace in English and talk about what those mean, and that will give us a better idea. So in Hebrew, we have the word chen as a noun and hanan as a verb. So the basic meaning of these words is favor. So chen is favor or hanan is to show favor and is used in the Bible by both humans and God. So 
you can think, for example, of Genesis 6, 8. Noah finds favor in the eyes of the Lord. So he finds hen in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, we have another example of a human in Ruth. Chapter 2, verse 10, Ruth finds favor with Boaz. So in both of these cases, finding favor or grace means that that person is treated with kindness and possibly better than they deserve. So Noah, Noah actually found favor with God because he was living righteously. So as a result, God treated him kindly. And same with Boaz. He showed favor to Ruth. Ruth found favor with him because of her character. And so Boaz treated her kindly and perhaps even better than she deserved. But we have examples, too, of people who really get what they don't deserve at all. And Jacob and Esau is a good example of that. Jacob did some pretty bad things to Esau, but then in Genesis 33, it says that Jacob found favor with Esau. So if you remember the story, this is when Jacob comes back to the land and he finds favor with Esau. So even though, even despite everything that Jacob has done, Esau is kind to him. He treats him well and he accepts him back. So Grace is showing kindness or favor to somebody despite whether or not they deserve it, treating them better than they deserve. And grace is also a character quality of God. When God shows himself to Moses in Exodus 34, he passes in front of Moses and he proclaims, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. So this is the ESV. So they're using the word Lord. But of course, that's actually the word Yahweh, which is the name that God has given himself. So he's saying, I am, and here's who I am. This is a description of my character, and he is gracious. So that means he has this character quality. He's inclined to show favor to people, to show kindness that they don't necessarily deserve. Some people will call that unmerited favor. So God shows kindness, shows grace, treats people better than they deserve, and that is who God is. So let's look at the word in the New Testament. Grace in the New Testament is the word charis, and it really means something very similar to chen or chanan in the Old Testament. It means favor or kindness. Again, it's that same idea of showing kindness to someone who does not deserve it, treating them better than they deserve. And in the New Testament, of course, we see this play out, especially with salvation. So Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. So salvation is a gift of grace. It is God showing this character trait of kindness by showing us this unmerited favor. He's treating us better than we deserve by giving us salvation. So it, what's interesting is that in the New Testament, there's kind of another facet of grace as well. There's this sort of character of God, which shows kindness and treats people well and could be a characteristic of humans as well. 
Um, but if we look at 2 Corinthians 12, 9, we kind of see a little bit of a different aspect of grace. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So in this verse, grace is a little bit different. It's not talking about God showing us grace. It kind of is, but it seems to be more of power. So before this verse, Paul's talking about the thorn in the flesh that he's asked God to remove, but God hasn't removed it. So Paul says this. He says, God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So the grace, in a way, has empowered Paul to live through this difficulty, live with this thorn in the flesh. So we have another facet of grace. It is showing unmerited favor, but it's also so, sort of the power to produce the outcome that results from God's grace. So in other words, God treats us kindly by giving us salvation. It's a, something that we don't deserve. But one of those kindnesses is that he gives us the power to make it through difficulty. So Hebrews 4.16, you kind of see both of these two things together. It says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So here we have the throne of grace. That's God showing us his unmerited favor. And then it says that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So we here we have this specific grace that is helping us to make it through times of need. It is this empowerment. So when we are going through difficult times, God has grace to enable us to bear this difficulty. So I found this particularly interesting because in the language group that I work with, we translate the word grace with kamar kifli, which literally means help that is free. And at first, I wasn't really sure about this. Is this as full or rich a term as grace? Of course, you have to keep in mind that all theological terms that we use take on a new level of meaning when we start using them in translation. And this is what happened in the, in the Bible, too, when it was first written. They take words that they use normally, and then when you start to apply them to theology, they kind of grow deeper in meaning. So that will happen also with the word that we chose. But I, as I was thinking about this free help, it, I think it really kind of emphasizes this second aspect of grace. It's aid in our time of need, and it's free. It's, that's the unmerited, undeserved part. So that reflects that first part of the definition. God treats us kindly or freely as we don't deserve. We don't have to pay for it. And he is our help. He helps us in our time of need. So that is grace. That is God showing us this unmerited favor. And I think if we want to circle back to the, the parole de vie and the way that they use love. I think it's okay for, you know, for a very simple translation, but we want to try in translation as hard as we can to find a word that is a little bit deeper, that shows some of these other meanings as well. Yes, God loves us, but his grace 
isn't just love. It's sort of, it's, it's unmerited and it is showing kindness that we don't deserve and it is help in our time of need. So there we have it. That's our definition of grace. It's unmerited favor. It's treating someone kindly or better than they deserve. It's a character quality of God because it's part of who he is to treat humans well, to give them what they don't deserve, which is life with him through salvation. And it's also God's empowerment in difficulty. So I hope that all of this helps you to have a fuller picture of grace as you read the Bible. And I hope that you'll join us again next time as we look at another key biblical term. So I will see you then on Building a Bridge to God's Word.